Genius for life. Coconut smoothies coming at you. Hello there. Welcome to episode 54, not Studio 54. That's a different, totally different thing. Episode 54 of 15 Minutes of Genius, where we bring on really incredible entrepreneurs, advisors, consultants, people that have been in the business for 30 plus years, which is this gentleman that I'm about to introduce before I do. Big plug to Mark Nicholas, Mark and Manhattan Beach Studios.net for all your editing desires. It's in the city of Manhattan Beach. He's on the same lot where there's James Cameron, a bunch of other movie people. I think if I just hang around in the parking lot long enough, I should get someone's autograph, right, Mark? And it's probably worth more than most of the things that I own at home. So anyway, uh, again, Mark Nicholas, Mark and Manhattan Beach Studios.net. All right, so uh, without further ado, our guest, Elliot Began. I actually pronounced his last name wrong on the previous podcast. I said Bagoon. It is Began, not Bagoon. So let's get that through everyone's head just to want just to set the record straight. He is the founder of TIG. He is a 30-year industry veteran, author, and the founder of TIG, a one-on-one customized alternative accelerator fo- focused on helping emerging natural product brands grow. TIG works with its entrepreneurs to build nimble, capital-efficient, Resilient brands that become tardigrades, not unicorns. Catch them on Food Bites, Hirschberg Entrepreneurship Institute, the Natural Products Business School, and find his articles and publications such as the Huffington Post, Smart Brief, and obviously our friends at New Hope. Elliot, how's it going, my friend? It's going going well. Good to see you. Yeah, good, good to see to you too. Here. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you are feeling better um, with everything that's happened and, and be- before. Is that something? Is that something we can share on here, or do you want to keep that private? Sure. Okay. No, no, Tell us what no you worries. just went through because I think it's crazy how it's affecting a lot of us here. Yeah, just had the uh, joy of COVID. So both my uh, wife and I uh, came down with it and uh, have uh, <laughs> have spent the last uh, two weeks uh, feeling pretty pretty miserable, but uh, glad to be on the other side of it. I'll tell I'll tell you what. Uh, when I when I hear and read about uh, certain states ending mask mandates, it's infuriating to me. Uh, simple, just uh, keep mask on, keep socially distant, wash your hands, be smart. Uh, nobody wants this. It's not fun. Exactly. I'm I'm hearing that more and more from those that have had it. Do not underestimate it, and it's really uh, it's something we can't let our guard down. I mean, it's, this is still definitely rampant. So um, I think it's well, really- we're so, we're so close. Yeah. We see, I mean, I get it. We see, you know, there's the uh, the light at the end of the tunnel and, and mm-hmm. a lot of people have COVID fatigue and I, and yep. I respect and understand that, but you know, we, we didn't, we didn't come this far to, to, uh, to, to, uh, to blow it now. So. Exactly. Exactly. So everyone out there mask up, even in Texas, mask up because of the new even mandates. in texas <laughs> yep yep i got friends in texas and they're still wearing masks so there you go at least someone's listening all right so let's roll into what you do okay i met you uh, we we're talking offline four years ago uh i met you in january 2017 seems like yesterday time flies so tell us more about how you work with entrepreneurs what you're looking for um what kind of pedigree of entrepreneur you like to work with tell us more about tig and also just um, some of your stories about uh, where you came from and uh, how you got into the 
um, the CPG space? Uh, I, you know, I started in the CPG space, I think, by accident. Um, you know, got out of undergrad school and thought I was going to go to law school and decided instead I wanted to get married and needed to get a job. So um, started in the, in the restaurant business. And, and once you kind of get uh, get sucked into uh, the CPG and food space, uh, you never leave. And I've been in it ever since. Um, and, and rather than really tell you about what, I'll tell you more about the why behind um, uh, behind TIG and uh, and me. You know, I, I, being in this business, watching and witnessing entrepreneurs like yourself do really bold, courageous things every day is inspiring. And um, I also am a student. And as a student, seeing two very uh, conflicting sets of numbers. One, that that somewhere around $18 billion worth of market share moved from the top 25 CPG companies in the last decade to smaller emerging brands. Um, and two, 80 to 90% of CPG companies that start are gone within two years. So, you know, how do those two pieces of data coexist, right? How could you have that kind of ground shift change in market share yet still have that kind of failure rate and and maybe a little bit arrogantly at first i i wanted to come alongside entrepreneurs and and help them avoid what had then be, become a a life's uh, worth of hard-fought lessons and mistakes and and really try to change those odds try to change that percentage so more of the the founders doing the really cool things were were succeeding, so um, that's how it started. And I think there was a part of me that felt I would be spending most of my time as a uh, as a teacher. My wife always said I was a uh, misplaced college professor, uh, but instead, I think I've spent as much time, maybe more, as a student, and then sharing what I'm learning. And I love the fact that after. 30 plus years of being in this business, I wake up every day excited to go to work because I know I'm going to learn something new. Exactly. So you're talking about helping entrepreneurs um, avoid the landmines, right? And that's, it's funny. One of my friends has a book called The Entrepreneurial Landmines. That's on Amazon. I, I, I plug for him. But essentially, there's a lot of landmines in this business. Um, I've experienced some. Luckily, I've survived and been able to move past that and grow. What are some common mistakes or missteps that entrepreneurs have made uh, that you've seen in your experience? Oh, geez, there's there's so many, and the industry conspires against its founders to some yeah. degree. But, <laughs> exactly. But <laughs> but uh, you know, one of them is growth for the sake of growth. The allure of growth. The, you know, the 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 uh, they're almost like the drums of the of Jumanji, you know, beating, saying, you know, keep going, grow, 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 more doors, more doors. Um, growing too quickly is such a huge um, mistake for so many brands because getting getting on the shelf is, is the battle, getting off the shelf is the war, and you have a lot to learn and a lot of ways to, to um, fail until you have perfected the the way you translate from from shelf to to uh, stomach or shelf to cart or shelf to you know to bag, so so growth growth for the sake of growth is one. The other the other is starting with bad unit economics and bad fundamentals. I mean, you really have to understand 
um, the contribution margin that every transaction is going to make, whether it's you know DTC, whether it's brick and mortar, and and be smart about what that transaction means. Some of them may be purposefully investment transactions, building brand awareness, you know, building um, traction, and others are just vanity. And so, and vanity is, you know, a corruptor, and it's very hard at times to avoid it. Exactly. So I was talking uh, two episodes ago with Dean Eberhardt, the uh, CEO of uh, Hoplark, the Hop Tea brand. Yep. And we were talking all about quality over quantity and how it's okay to say no to a retailer where it's not the right fit for your product. And you want to go to retailers where you know that there's going to be turns and you know that the customer base and a demographic is going to understand, find value, and buy your product. And what's really amazing, I won't say the competitor, but there's a competitor to us that between two chains, between Costco and Whole Foods, it's three quarters of their business. A lot of the business is, you know, in, in those two bags. But it really goes to show you that you can dig really deep in the existing retailers you're in and put money towards the retailers that are going to turn the most volume. So I think that's a really good lesson to learn. Well, and, and uh, yeah, I, I, I love the idea of going narrow and deep. I love the idea of being, of being smart. You look for your nose and it takes discipline. It takes a lot of discipline to say, if I'm not going to get the right, it, first of all, if, if my consumers aren't shopping in those stores, why am I going in those stores? If I'm not going to get the right merchandising opportunities, if I'm not going to get the right price points, if there isn't enough arrows in the quiver um, so that I'm confident I can execute and, and perform, then I'm better off in more, most cases saying no or not yet. And, and some of it has nothing to do with the retailer or the outlet. Some of it has to do just with, you know, with available capital, available resources, bandwidth. You know, you don't want to go in without having every, every tool at your disposal to execute. Exactly. Yep. And, uh, you know, and, if, and also these retailers only, most of the time they give you one shot. So if you go in and fail, it takes years to try to get back in. You know, I mean, uh, four years ago, um, I remember sharing the story with you because we met at the Nutrition Capital Network, uh, January 2017, and we we um, rebooted. I think it was 2008. It was 2017. It was it was November of 2017, and we rebooted because we had a manufacturing issue. We had to do some transitions, yep. and we lost some retailers during that time. Where we said yes, we went in. It wasn't exactly the right timing. And it's been very hard to get back in the door. Luckily, after a few years, I gained their trust back. But my point is that it could take a while to get that trust back from a buyer if you have some kind of issue or supply problem. So we, uh, we, I definitely have learned the hard way in my experience. Yeah, and it's also expensive. Those are expensive lessons, as you know. You know, and and um, you know, it, it, it those. It's it's hard to it's hard to recover from too many expensive lessons in this business. Yep. Yeah. It's like a, a death by a thousand paper cuts, right? Sometimes even just a hundred so paper cuts or 10. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us more, um, I guess, what else can we talk about? What are some industries just to talk about TIG, right? What are industries that you're looking for? Are you industry agnostic when it comes to the type of food or beverage? Are there special kind of categories that you're looking to work with or tell us more about what you're looking for in an entrepreneur? 
Yeah, I mean, we we run two programs. So so our our uh, tardigrade accelerator program is an application based program, and what we're really looking for there is, you know, brands that have the, the legs to really accelerate rapidly and just need a team to come around them and and coalesce and help shepherd them through. Um, you know, and we're we're not category agnostic. I mean, everything that we do is in the natural product you know, industry, and it's all either in food, beverage, personal care, or wellness. Um, But the most important uh, aspects are first the founders and the the teams themselves. Um, As you know, and as we've already alluded to, this is a really freaking hard business. And it takes a bit of um, magic, you know, and, and, and founder perseverance and passion and doggedness, um, to, to actually succeed, uh, you know, here. And so that's first and foremost, what we're looking for is, you know, an entrepreneur that we believe in that we can back. And then we start getting in under the hood and start trying to understand, you know, unit economics, channel economics, scalability, all of those kind of things to make sure there aren't any, you know, encumbrances or obstacles that are going to be, you know, internal limiters of growth. And if we answer to, you know, our liking to all of those, then we invite them in, come alongside. And, you know, the whole goal is to work towards our obsolescence. We typically try to be a bridge builder between pre-seed or seed to series A. And then, uh, as those those brands and those teams get into more institutional money and are able to scale up, uh, if we've done what we are set out uh, uh, intending to do, then then we we've worked towards our own obsolescence. Um, when when COVID hit, you know there was a recognition of a few things for us. First of all, you know in periods of great disruption, as usually when um, there is a um, increased number of new entrepreneurs. I mean, when people are shaken out of their nest or removed from what was, you know, comfort, uh, that's when they start really thinking about doing something different. And that's, you know, usually the impetus for lots of new endeavors. And then simultaneously, you know, a pretty massive uh, uh, ground shift towards D to C and, you know, there's elements of that that are going to stick. So um, about two and a half years ago, I had purchased a, uh, uh, a license to a learning management software system with the intent of one day figuring out some way to, you know, have a uh, one to many model. And this was uh, the, the right time to do that. So we launched our eTardigrade program uh, last year, which is uh, an eight-course, three-month uh, hybrid program for early-stage entrepreneurs in this space, they come in and they've got uh, eight eight modules, eight courses that they go through, live interactive workshops, an online community to to ask and find answers to questions and get the support that they need and the guidance, so that they're setting out on this journey um, with more tools, more information, um, and more um, awareness of what is, you know, about to uh, befall them as as entrepreneurs, and it has a bent towards D to C. Got it. 
yeah, definitely uh, a very relevant category now, D to C, and that's a whole whole separate conversation. I know that one of our um, Dean, going back to him as a guest, he his his um, sales went up, I think, over fifty percent during the pandemic for online. So and subscription yeah. models and a lot of strategies there, influencers, social media, I guess TikTok, dare I say TikTok is actually doing well and helping. So really good stuff. Well, I mean, one of, the, one of the things, Alex, we, we talk about in this industry that I think is actually a disservice to our founders is we talk about is we talk about all of this as disparate channel strategy, when in fact, that's not how consumers think about it at all. Consu- consumers shop up and down a continuum. Um, they shop and interact with brands in all different ways. And some of them are physical and some of them are, are digital. And, and along that continuum is, you know, on, on one axis is discovery and the other is replenishment. And brands have to think about where on that continuum can they intersect with those, with their consumers in a way that they can, they can deliver in a way that they can out execute their competition. And that's where they need to play. And, and usually that requires, you know, brands to think about um, numerous channels, an omni-channel approach, but not, but not as each of those channels being separate because all of the effort that you're doing to build D to C awareness does create brand awareness and unaided brand awareness that will impact your ability to be found on shelf too. Got it. If someone wants to get a hold of you, um, website and your email, why don't you share that with us? Sure. Uh, website is www.tigbrands.com. Email is Elliot, two L's and one T at tigbrands.com. Perfect. And LinkedIn is a good place as well. Right on. And that's where this episode is going to be LinkedIn and also YouTube. We'll have also his information in the comments below. We're going to go into our next segment here. And since we're running out of time, which is called Rapid Fire Questions. Rapid Fire Questions. All righty. So, minute or less, bunch of questions and a bunch of answers. That's what this is. All right, let her rip. I'll bullshit my way through it. There we go. That's life. That's that's, we're bullshitting our way through. In sync or backstreet, boys? Oh, in sync. First thing you do when you wake up? Meditate. Movie you can watch an unlimited amount of times? I'm not proud of this one, but I would say Tommy Boy. I, I love that movie. Do you know that was voted as one of the top 10 worst movies by Roger Ebert? I believe it. And it, and, he's, and Roger was probably right. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's still good, though. But it um, still makes you laugh. Yeah. Luke, I am your father. <laughs> Song you can listen to an unlimited amount of times. Oh, geez. Uh, Allison by Elvis Costello. Favorite sport to watch? Tour de France. That's a, that, no one's ever said that before. All right, so Zoom, Microsoft Teams, Google Meet, which one do you like using the best or which one do you hate the least? Uh, I love and hate them all. And <laughs> we, use, we use Zoom the most, uh, so I will probably stay with Zoom. Nice. What is your spirit animal? The tardigrade. Tardigrade. What is a tardigrade? The tardigrade is this microscopic creature that can live anywhere. It can live in outer space. It can live at the depth of the ocean. It's the most nimble and resilient creature we have. And we use it because it's antithetical to uh, the unicorn. So Nice, nice. Uh, that's good because we can't all be unicorns, right? That's not realistic. So 
learn something new. No, today. And, we, and, and that's what we celebrate. And, and so we love to, we want to celebrate the tardigrade. Awesome. Right. Cool. I learned something today. Window seat or an aisle seat on an airplane? Uh, aisle for sure. Peanut butter or almond butter? Although I'm getting old and kind of curmudgeonly. <laughs> so, so now I would probably say, you know, aisle seat and, and premier or better, better yet business class. So. Got it. All right. So uh, peanut butter or almond butter? Which one? Uh, peanut butter. Omnivore, flexitarian, uh, vegan, 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 get it? Or vegetarian. Yeah. And it is vegan. It's vegan. So, okay. Wow. No yes. coincidence there. <laughs> None at all. Cold weather or hot weather? Uh, hot weather. LeBron James or Michael Jordan? Uh, Michael Jordan. Ginger or turmeric? Love them both, but I would probably lean towards ginger. Nice. Favorite food or drink if you're stuck on a deserted island? You cannot say Genius Juice, and you can't say any brand that you've ever worked with in the last 30 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> so actually, for me, it would be a really good cold, crisp apple. Nice. Like there you go. Pink lady apple. Yeah. There you go. Keeps the doctor away. So that is Rapid Fire That's Questions it. with Elliot Began. He is the founder of TIG. And I just want to say, man, ever since the day I met you, all the phone calls we've had, I just really appreciate getting to know you. feel very grateful just to have you where I can call you. I get advice from you. So um, thank you again, man, for being in my life. And thank you for doing what you do by helping entrepreneurs. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you. And, and, and keep doing what you're doing. And this is great. I love what you're doing here, too. It's Thanks, very man. innovative. Yeah, so. we may, we're on episode 54, believe it or not, right? How the hell do we make it this far? I have no idea. That's but, awesome. Yeah. yeah. And Mark's, Mark hasn't slept in any of them yet, so. <laughs> yeah. Still awake right now. Still, Still here. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah, very impressive. All right, so Elliot, thanks again, my man, and have a wonderful night, all right? And hope you, again, I'm glad you're on the mend and feeling better. Thanks, Alex. Good to see you, buddy. All right, take care, my friend. All right, so that is episode 54 of 15 Minutes of genius gonna get mark some coffee here right after this guy's been pulling all-nighters here in the studio we need to have an interview with him just to talk about why he's not getting enough sleep we got we got to talk about that you know anyway so uh again episode 54 thank you again for joining us remember we are airing every tuesday and friday of every single week as long as we're still filming and as long as we have guests we're gonna keep going so uh, one last thing, what is it? My brain, I can't think. Oh yeah, that's right. Stay genius, my friends. Genius for life. Coconut smoothies coming at you.